Check, check, check. Spencer Alexander, how are you? I am well, my friend. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor for today's segment, Smokin' Burgers. Smokin' Burners, which is owned by our friends, uh, Timothy and Aaron Burnham. They, uh, they're located in Palm Springs, California, and I want to tell you, they have two of the finest restaurants you will ever eat at. Smokin' Burgers menu offers a variety of fresh salads and sandwiches, fish and chicken tacos, chicken wings, calamari, and of course, the finest handcrafted burgers in the desert. Made from 100% never frozen Angus beef, the burgers have a unique flavor unmatched by any other burger in the Coachella Valley. All of their burgers can also be prepared, by the way, with a chicken, turkey, or veggie patty. Prime rib and prime rib specials are available on the weekends. There's two happy hours a day. Smoking Burgers has a happy hour from 3 to 6. And again, for the folks who get off work a little bit later from 9 a.m. to midnight, with all the food items on the happy hour menu, only $5 and $3 beer and $4 wine. How can you go wrong? Smoking Burgers is located in the Smoke Tree Village on the corner of East Palm Canyon Drive and Sunrise, serving the best burgers in the desert since August of 2012. That uh, is our sponsor for the day. And Spencer, I'm so glad to have an opportunity to talk to you again. Uh, we brushed the surface of a few things last time. And uh, I hope you got a minute because we were talking about building the ladder. Yeah. And, yeah. My retreats are all about building a ladder for yourself or for someone else. And uh, we went through several of the rungs, but uh, I'd like to start again because, as always, I am extremely interested in what you have to say. You are, for folks that don't know him, Spencer Alexander is the general manager of Alithia Chevrolet Buick GMC store in Fairbanks, Alaska, on Cushman. Uh, he is as as good a person as I've ever worked with in my life, and uh, he has a perspective that I appreciate. And uh, I could listen to the guy talk forever. So, why don't you why don't you start us off, Bud? Uh, sure. Well, first, uh, yeah, thanks for the thanks for the kind introduction. Um, and uh, you got you got some action happening there in the background. That's awesome. That's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the pool man is. Uh, <laughs> Is here and the dogs are not liking him so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he better uh, he better get his act together. He, he, you know, mind mind his p's and q's. I um, yeah, man. So, you know, we talk about uh, building the ladder, and and there's many, you know, and and I'm I'm probably not going to say anything new, right? I, you know, and there's a ton of great information out there on on you know, how to achieve success or how to achieve a well-balanced life and a good life. And, and by whatever definition you choose, um, you know, so that's out there. And so hopefully it, at the, at the best I can articulate it in a way that maybe uh, someone understands. And I think that's, you know, one of the things about information is you can, you can hear the same thing, you know, a hundred different times. And then somebody, somebody says it a little bit different and it finally, uh, gets through my my thick skull, and so hopefully you and I can be that today for someone. Um, you know that that we just our, our message resonates. So that's my that's my hope. But you know, as as we you know again, kind of talk about this, and and most of the most of the uh, insights or or the wisdom that you and I have collected over the years has 
definitely been through the school of hard knocks, right? Like, so this is, um, you know, this, this information has come at a price and I think we both, uh, have the scars to, uh, to prove that. But, um, in talking about the building that ladder, you know, like I said, I, I'm recently, I'm, I'm really hung up on three things and, and, and how I, how I, you know, articulate this stuff and it's beliefs, perspective and action. Right. And so mm -hmm. everything that we do as a human being, whether you're a leader or whether you're, whether you're not a leader, um, beliefs, perspective and action. And, and, you know, in my, in my career and in my life, as, as I was figuring some of this stuff out, you know, there were some foundational beliefs, right? There were some foundational beliefs that I had to have. And, and one of which was if what one man can do, another can do, right. Or, or if, if someone can do this, I, I can do it too. And, and it's a simple, it's a simple thing. It's a simple concept. It's a simple thing to say, but you can't accomplish anything unless you first believe it's possible. And, and unless you first believe that you've got the stuff to pull it off and, and, you know, at its, at its base, you know, it's like, Hey, listen, I know there's people smarter than me. I know there's people more talented than me, you know, on and on. And, but I, but given the right set of circumstances, I can do whatever they're doing. And, and so that was one of my, one of my foundational beliefs that, helped get me into action. Right. Sure. And, and, uh, yeah. And I think that often people when they're, when they're hung up and I think that, I think the people that, you know, your retreats and, and the, and the stuff that you're doing, your podcasts and writing, you know, ultimately we all get high centered sometimes, right. We all get hung up on something and those, that, that voice of doubt or that depression comes in and, and, you know, we can be, so close to you know a breakthrough or so close to turning a corner but our perspective is what gets us hung up and that that endpoint seems so far so again the found what whatever your foundational beliefs and then your perspective on it right your perspective on it and then how do you get into action so what i've done on my ladder is is outline a few things that you know that i've relied on um and the first is humility and it's something that, you know, I don't know when, when I hear a lot of the, the self-help gurus out there, you know, it's, it's all rah-rah and it's all pump up. And, and, and when you're, when you're talking about a, a perspective where, you know, people may have low self-esteem or, or they may, you know, be suffering from that depression, you know, humility often to have that talk seems counterintuitive, but I don't think it is. I think it's, it's actually foundational. Um, and, you know, with that humility is, is, you know, not believing your own hype. Um, you know, you may have achieved certain things based on your talents or attributes, but, you know, the, the, again, perspective or the belief that you're not more special than anyone else. And, and now I know we'll get some pushback on that concept because everybody, again, special, special in their own way, but, you know, there's a lot of people in the world and there, there's a lot of a lot of talent out there and, a, and a, you know, you know, awesome attributes that people have, but humility. And I think one of the things that, that we suffer from, especially, and you and I have talked about, um, you know, young men and, 
and manhood and masculinity and, and what that looks like today and and what 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 are some of the pitfalls that that young people are running into and and one of it is that that kind of a sense of entitlement and so humility as a base is the understanding that you're not entitled to anything your success isn't guaranteed and you're gonna have to put the rungs on your ladder to get that and that's okay right but but for me it was a it was a a necessary thing is to have that that humility and that grounding and listen ego is necessary right you got to have an e you got to have an ego to some degree especially if you're in a leadership position or or you want to get something done because if you were completely egoless in the wrong sense um you know you would be devoid of ambition and you know that would be i think largely useless but but i, I can't stress enough that ego in the feeding of ego is a deadly addictive elixir. And I mean, a little, almost an imperceptibly small amount of ego goes a very long way. I can tell you that almost every bad decision I've made in life is a result of hubris, right? And I don't care in life in business and relationships, and that's an oversized portion of belief in one's own abilities. And so ego is fed by accepting um, every success it, an accolade is your own, but but when you do that, it diminishes everyone around you. And so I think I think one of the things that I like about what you're doing is you're building that tribe, you're building that that extended family or that support network, and and you know shining the light on you know everybody around you. Nobody, and I don't care. Nobody's a self-made man, right? Everybody's had help. Everybody's had somebody that took a chance on them or mentored them. And, and so, of course, through, you know, through them the ladder. Absolutely. <laughs> through them the ladder. Yeah. Through, through them, through them the life preserver, you know, yeah. to get them to, to get them to the ladder. And, and so, and that humility is, is fed by practicing thankfulness, praising everybody else's contributions, um, you know, and not, and not reveling in that personal praise. And, and so, and, and when we talk about that ladder, you start out on it and, Hey, you're getting your stuff together and, and you're, you're achieving some things and it can go sideways on you in a hurry. Um, if you start believing your own height. So that's where I like to begin the, the first rung of the ladder is, is again, with, with that humility, um, does that does that resonate with you? Does that, that make sense? It, it certainly does. And, and and to your point about uh, there's so many sources for good information, I want to emphasize the fact that every ladder is going to be different for every person. And for sure, I I, I want to start everything moving forward, every podcast from now on, the same way you used to start with the emphasis on customer satisfaction. My emphasis on, is on mental health. I have a pretty high ambition. And that is to put an, an absolute end to suicide as an option. Uh, mm. If anyone out there is in any sort of peril, I want to remind them that the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, there are resources out there. 1-800-273-8255. It all begins to me with mental health and having humility and having what you described as a healthy ego. That's probably the most important foundational principle for me that and self-discipline yeah for for real um 
Yeah, man. No, it's a, it's a, you know, mental health and, you know, especially, you know, I think we see, you know, when in trying times, right. When things get a little bit weird, whether it's the, whether it's the pandemic or politically and, and, and there's a, there's a high stress environment out there in the world. Right. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, being able to, you know, being able to keep it together. And, and I know there's people out there that were kind of barely keeping it together during the good times. And so when that, these different stressors hit that are far beyond our control. Um, yeah. I know it can get dark for sure. And so that, uh, yeah, I, I second everything you just said there, man, for sure. Yeah. And it's no joke to spend a winter time in Fairbanks either. is it? No, we know something about that up here. I mean, yeah. it just, you know, when you get, you know, eight months of, of cold and darkness and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes its toll on people. And so learning how to cope. Um, yeah. With those, whether it's an environmental stress or whether it's, it's a relationship stress or whatever it's, you know, that kind of is the ladder. And that's what we're talking about is these different, you know, coping mechanisms. And number two on the list for me after humility is uh, altruism and, mm. you know, through the lens of mental health, I, I can tell you that nothing gets your mind right more than helping somebody else. And and so on my ladder, being dedicated to helping everyone around me succeed, uh, family, friends, employees, business partner, I, I want to invest in their success and their well-being. And and it doesn't. And, and here's the thing. And, and this is you know a little bit of irony because we're on a podcast telling people about it and speaking about it but it just it so that altruism simply doesn't mean telling them what to do to become better right right it means it means actively investing the time and the resources into them as a human being whether it's training education getting to know them as a person right and that's what that's one useful definition of love that i like to use is is knowing and being known huh and, and so, you know, taking, taking that interest in, man, as many people as you can. And, and I know that, you know, nobody's well is, is bottomless and, and, you know, we all have limits to, um, you know, what we can, what we can give and what we can do, but, but, you know, active listening and, and it's taking an interest in somebody as a human being, um, you know, whether it's understanding what makes them tick, right. Whether you have something to teach them something to learn from them, um, you know, to inspire somebody. And, and again, sometimes it is just as simple as, as being that sympathetic ear. Um, and now I will say in that, that being dedicated to helping everyone around you in whatever way you can, um, that you do have to set boundaries. You got to set appropriate boundaries and, and, you know, being altruistic is not an invitation to be a doormat. Um, you know, some people will, Especially, you know, it's like it's like the old, uh, you know, uh, the the lifeguard training or the or the you know the education they used to do when I was in school about if you're at the beach or you're at the pool and someone's drowning, right, and you swim out there to get them, their their instinct is to do what? Grab you, grab you, and pull you down. Yeah, right. Because they're they're just grabbing handfuls of air. They're trying to keep their head above water, and if they gotta stand on your shoulders to do that, they will. And so, you know, again, people in desperate situations, um, 
will abuse your time and your emotional energy if you if you let them in. And and then there's the other people that will, you know, mistake your kindness for weakness and, and seek to take advantage. So you've got to have some discernment there. I, I would say the default is uh, always to help and always to try to do the right thing. But again, just just be aware of of setting good boundaries and having a structure. And that's that's one of the ways you can sift people because a person that is genuinely interested in 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 getting help and and crawling out of that pit when you throw them a lifeline but that lifeline is you know it's like hey i can help you but here's how that looks if i'm helping you right here's the accountability um you know here's the process and if they reject that that's fine right that's 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 up to them and and because the people that will reject uh, the structure of an honest and kind um, overture um, may have some ulterior motives. So just something to be aware of. Sure, sure. And I, uh, and I know that uh, it's unfortunate that there are people out there that are just looking for a, a shortcut, if you will. And the truth of the matter is building your ladder does take time and effort and work. Uh, there are yeah. there are no there are no shortcuts. You've got to be ready to get real sleep at night, and not stay out. You got to be you got to be ready to exercise. You know, are you still for some inexplicable reason at the age of ninety four crawling in the ring and boxing Kelly Lawson? Uh, I am. You know, we had to take a we had to take a break with the COVID madness, but um, we're getting uh, we're getting ready to ramp back up here. And yeah, it's good. You know, I, I, I often say nothing uh, gives you clarity like a 257-pound uh, man throwing, you know, right hooks at your head. Like, it, it gets you focused in a hurry. So Yeah, I love um, that. I remember you said you are never more present than when you're in the yeah, ring like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, 100%, man. 100%. No, it's, it's that, um, you know, again, up here we talked about the winners and just – you have to be active, you know, whatever you do. I don't, you know, I don't care what your poison is, whether you're, you know, a runner or a skier or, or whatever. Um, you know, for me, my, uh, cause I'm a meathead. So my, my activity, my exercise has to involve, you know, violence at some level and, you know, getting punched in the dome. Um, but it's great, great fun. And, you know, and that's, you know, with Kelly and I, it's, it's, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, man. And, and we, we have a ton of fun with it. Nobody really gets hurt. I mean, there's, you know, some days are better than others, but, but yeah, it's, uh, I, it, for me, that's, that's been a lifeline for me, um, for sure. Yeah. It, it really is wonderful. You know, yeah. and, and touching on, you know, you brought up the, um, you know, the work aspect of, of the ladder and of that self-improvement, man. And it's, and I think you nailed it because that's next on my list is uh, work and and hard work. And, and, you know, there's often there's this kind of, I think, false dichotomy between working smart and working hard. And I would say that that those are not mutually exclusive positions. Right. Like it's OK to do both. And ideally you do both. Um, you work as hard as you can and you work as smart as you can with as much discernment, um, you know, transforming, transforming your life, 
right? Getting from A to B, transforming your life takes work and lots of it, especially early on. And, you know, setting the, setting the tone, um, not only for yourself, but for those around you, because, because people are watching and you do have influence on others. And, and, you know, if you're in a position, whether you have children or whether you're a, you know, a leader in a company or a coach, um, the people around you are watching you and they're going to emulate the people that you have influence on Mark are going to emulate you for good or ill. Right. And, and, you know, so your, so when we talk about improvement, um, setting up some foundational things, right. And this is the work aspect of it. You know, you, you know, you, you talked about it, that self-discipline and, and so you've got to set up your life, to support what you're trying to do. And what I mean by that is this, there's people you're going to have to avoid, right? There's the negative people you're going to have to avoid. There's situations that you're going to find yourself in where, you know, Hey, listen, every time I go to a bar, I get drunk and I get in a fight or whatever. Right. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Why would I I bring that up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know why that just popped into my head. Weird. Um, but no, man. And, and so it's like, it's like, okay, so one of the foundational pieces of work you have to put in and decisions you have to make is that, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to that bar. I'm not going out with just, because I know I can't go out for a drink with the boys because one tastes like another. And before you know it, I'm, you know, 16 shots deep and it's turned into a pirate ship. All right. Well, that's counterproductive to what I want to do right now. Cause I do need to get good rest and, I, I do need to have a clear head and I do need to not end up in handcuffs. Right. Right. And, and these, you know, and I think people, you know, if you're listening out there and that seems kind of funny or, or obvious, you know, it's like, well, yeah, duh. But, but I'm telling you, man, when you're in it, whatever your lifestyle is, it doesn't always seem obvious. It's, you know, because we get in habits we're, we're creatures of habit and we get in these patterns, these self-destructive patterns where, we're doing the same thing over and over again with the same people. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and, and, you know, somebody once said, or I heard it somewhere that if you want to know who you are, look around the room, who do you spend the most time with? And, and that one resonated with me because if you, if you look around the room and, you know, with, without sounding too judgy, they're, you know, just understanding that everybody's got a path. But if you look around the room and it's filled with losers, um, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you, you may need to take a break from that. You may, again, you may need to set some boundaries and, you know, I've got, and I know your, your history a little bit and, and listen, we, we grew up with great guys and gals, interesting people on and on. Um, but there were some of those people, although we love them to death, we had to limit the access they had into our lives. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and so that's, um, you know, that's one of those tough, tough rungs on the ladder. You know, I put that under work because that's real work. And there, you know, there may be another term for it. That's, that's better again, as far as setting those boundaries and, and limiting who has access and influence on you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking at my notes right now. It's, I think you might have a secret camera in the back of my studio here, but uh <laughs> You have to decide specifically what you want and what specifically what success looks like. And then you have to get rid of anything that doesn't lead to that. Yeah, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think people really struggle with that. I, I know I did for a while, you know, especially in my youth where, you know, again, especially the guys that, you know, were closest, right? Like that core group of, of friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, because these are guys where, you know, you've been through tough times with them. You, you know, you fought battles with them and you take a bullet for them and, you know, all that, all that stuff. There's deep love. There's deep emotion there. But at the same time, depending on what their trajectory is, yeah, you, you're going to have to make some tough choices. And, and doesn't mean you don't love them any less. It just means that you're going to have to change the boundaries and the nature of that relationship a little bit. Right. If, if, you, if you don't want to get caught in that kind of negative feedback loop. Absolutely right. So I, uh, I got a, a rung on my ladder that has to do with mental toughness. And I know, uh, I, I know that you've got some strong feelings of this really briefly and I'll let you go, but I say, start by building your identity. Be very, very sure of who you are and who you want to be. I think you should focus on small behavior, not life changing transformation. You can't, make some, yeah. some big heroic change overnight. It doesn't work that way. Focus on small behaviors, which is each run on the lang- rung on the ladder. Develop a routine that gets you going, regardless how motivated you feel. Like if, if you only went to the gym on the days when you really felt like it, that'd be like three days a year for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And, and skip, stick to the schedule. Don't worry about the results. The, the journey is, is really what it's all about. And yeah, man. And it's, it's the, no, I think, I think you nailed it. I, I think one of the things that often people get hung up on is that you can choose the type of person you want to be. And, 100%. and there's, and there's, you know, there's no immutable characteristics. I, I mean, I mean, perhaps if you're like a, I don't know, you know, a psychopath or a high functioning sociopath or something, maybe there's some immutable characteristics there that are going to be more difficult to overcome. But I would say that for the bulk of us, um, you know, often we get, you know, again, this is that perspective. What, what perspective do you have on yourself, right? What's your self-talk like? What's that internal, uh, uh, you know, dialogue like? Is it, is it negative? Is it positive? And if it's this negative, um, you know, self-defeating, mindset, you know, where I can't do this because I'm X, Y, or Z. I'm this way. Say, well, you don't have to be that way. You, you have a choice, you have personal agency. Um, and, you know, not thinking of yourself as, you know, again, whether it's belonging to a particular group or whatever that has characteristics that are going to keep you from success. uh, You know, that's, that, that's so dangerous to me. That's so dangerous to me because that fundamentally will undermine everything you're trying to do because that, you know, that, yeah. again, that, that negative self-talk. And, and so that mental toughness is understanding that you can choose, you have a choice in this, you have agency, and you can affect this change by, you know, you and I, of course, in the car business coming up, the, the fake it till you make it thing and not, I mean, in everything we've done with our, our lives, whether it's you know, starting a new job or a new career where you didn't know anything, but okay, well, I'm going to, you know, the habits of highly successful people, right? I'm going to look at the people that are having success and I'm going to emulate that. And I might not feel that way on the inside. Initially, I might feel like a fraud. Um, Just know that everybody feels like a fraud. 
that's that's kind of universal. Everybody everybody who is uh, achieving something feels like they might be discovered at any second, right? Like they might be found out. Yeah, for the, for, yeah. For the for the fraud that they are, Impossible. and you're not, right? That's just that's one of those negative aspects. It's like, you know, keep faking it, keep keep trying, keep plugging away, keep doing those things that successful people do. Again, whatever your definition of that is, or whatever you're trying to achieve, um, there's a model out there somewhere for you. Follow that model, and you might tweak it along the way or whatever. But you can, um, you don't have these immutable characteristics that lead to self-defeat. You, th- th- those aren't real. You can overcome them. So that to me is what mental toughness is at least partially about is fighting that internal battle every day, every kind, day. Kind of like di- getting diagnosed with uh, brain cancer and saying, you know what? I am never going to give that shit the idea that it can win. Yeah, man. I'm going yeah. to go to the gym and I'm going to podcast and I'm going to blog. And I am going to pray and I am going to say, forget you, buddy. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me about that, man. About, and we've, obviously we've talked, you know, off and on before, but so you got the diagnosis, scary as shit, right? Yeah. I had to get off uh, reading about it because they say, well, the average person, this and the average person that, and it's daunting. So I just, right. I just said, well, I'm just not going to be average and I'm going to beat every record known to man. And uh, gratefully, I have incredible doctor and, and neurologist. And my neurologist is this Filipino man, Dr. Kabahag. And the last time I went to visit him, he said, Mr. Gross, we very rarely see a man of your age with such vigor. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, uh, if, if it wasn't for the COVID, I'd give you a hug. That may be the nicest thing anybody said to me in like a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I don't yet have a clean bill of health, but I have very encouraging words from all my doctors. And uh, I get an MRI coming up, which I expect to fully say, hey, this thing's shrunk down to nothing. And uh, you can you can now go five miles over brush and timber again. I like it. I like it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's. And I don't know, I, I'm going to put this out there and I, I'm interested to hear your response to it because, you know, one of the things that, that I tell my boys and that I try to model and live by is that what you just described, right? Okay, the forgetting what, the, you know, there's a bunch of negative shit out there. There's a bunch of daunting stuff that when you're looking at averages and you're, and you're looking at these groups and, and, and on and on and you put that away, right? You put that to the side and and made a decision that, okay, this is the thing that I, you know, this, this external circumstance, this thing that I couldn't control now is affecting me, but here's what I'm going to do every day. And here's what, here's how I'm going to live every day. And I think the beauty in that, or the, or the gold in that is that that way, that thing that you discovered right through this adversity, yeah. it's just, it's just what we should be doing every day. Right. Regardless of if you've got the massive, you know, alien brain tumor. Right. Like like even without that. And so your discovery coming out of this, I've been, you know, kind of popping the popcorn and watching as you know, you come out the other side and your podcasts, you know, start taking off and your retreat center is coming along and all these all these things. And and it's that that what you find in your worst times is, man, this is how. 
this is the good stuff. And, and, you know, having that, having that mental toughness and having that humility and having that altruism is just what should we should be doing in good times or bad. And, you know, regardless of the ultimate outcomes, it's a way of being, it's a way of living that, you know, listen, I could walk out here and get, you know, hit by a bus tomorrow and there's nothing I can do to avoid that. But if I, if I do go out like that, right. How, what's going to matter, I guess, to me. And and I don't know if anything matters after you're dead. That's a, that's a podcast for another time. Right. Right. But, But is, is that I lived my life the right way, according to my beliefs and my values and my perspective. And, and, uh, you know, and the, it's, it's, you know, our, our worst habits are born in our best times and our best habits are born out of our worst times often. If, if we, if we, if we have the perspective to kind of tap into that. And so that's why I just, it's, you know, I, I've always been an admirer of yours and your, you know, your tenacity and, and, uh, toughness. Um, then you, then you just went like next level with it. Cause you know, I mean, that, now you've got the, I beat the brain tumor card. Like that's, you win, you win, you win every dinner party. It's like that. It's like that comedian, like the, I walked on the moon guy, right? It's yeah, like, you're just, yeah. you just get to trump all of us now for the rest of the time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still a, 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 an episode or two behind uncle Tim, whose birthday is today. And I want to, I want to give a big, I want a big shout out to the man that has the strongest survival skills in the world. And I, I could not have come this far without him every day. Given, given me the Marco, you got to want to, you got to want to speech, and mm. given, given examples of him laying in a hospital bed and tracking. I was going to say, doesn't doesn't that speech hit harder when it's coming from a guy like that who's been yeah. like clinically dead four times? Yeah, and broken every bone in his body, and uh, he's. I was like, man, how did he? Goes, I, I, I just wanted to live. I, I just wanted to live. I, I laid in the bottom of a canyon, bleeding into the sand for two days, and uh, I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. You know, and uh, there's something to that. But to your point, which you perfectly articulated, it is the way we should live our life every day. It is the way we should wake up. We should wake up and be grateful and we should have humility and we should approach everything like that. That's my that's what Mark's motivation is all about. For sure, man. And. The, the last one I, I, I want to touch on and then we can wrap it up or we can keep ripping. I'm, I'm, I'm good for a while. I got some time, but, um, and the, the, the last one I, I, I really want to mention though is, well, there's two more, but the one is uh, honesty and, you know, honesty, that's, you know, a, a trait, a value, a characteristic that gets, you know, I talked about a lot and so it should almost go without saying um but it almost go without saying and it's but I, but i believe that that honesty that personal integrity um is probably you know me- maybe mental toughness is number one but but the, the the ability to be honest with everybody around you and and have that integrity and be honest with yourself i i it's hard to overstate um you know as people are as you're building your ladder as you're building your ladder and you're climbing it and you're putting in the work and you need that team around you. Um, the, the fastest way to kick yourself off that ladder is to either not tell them the truth or not tell yourself the truth. Here, and here, here. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's not just, again, it's not what you say all the time, although that's part of it, but it's just honesty as it relates to your perspective and your self-assessment, right? Again, that self-talk, whether it's positive or negative, right? It, right? It's just, you know, and that's the big struggle, right, is getting that honest perspective, whether they're rose-colored glasses or they're shit-colored glasses or whatever color the glasses are, um, you know, I said you know, positive or negative, if it's, if that pendulum swings too far one way or the other, and you're not giving yourself real feedback and, 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 you know, that, um, if you, if you have the ability to do that, if you have the ability to be brutally honest and unflinching of your assessment of self without self denigrating, right. Without tearing yourself down, um, you are you are paving the way for massive and continual improvement if you have the ability to do that. And you know now, again, caveat: does that what honesty does not mean is telling everyone everything at every time, right? Right. In, information can be, is strategic. Timing is important, often critically so. Um, truth delivered at the wrong time can be destructive for your plans and your relationships. Um, you know, so again, some discernment on that. Having said that, the more transparent you can be, the better, I believe. Um, you know, we all we all know the guys that that uh, yeah, I'm an asshole, but I'm honest, and it's like okay, but you didn't need to hurt that person's feelings. You know what I mean? You didn't right. need to. It yeah. might have been it might have been true that you know so and so is a you know obese you know sweat hog that you know has bad skin and a crappy personality, but they didn't need to hear that right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you can use you can use that kind of honesty like a club, and it's not good for anybody. For sure. Now, if you want to wield it like a club, again, wield it on yourself, right. and 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 Grandma and be Mary. honest. Yeah, because you cannot craft a plan that's going to work. You cannot build a ladder that is climbable um, if it's not built on the foundation of truth. And and you know, and and the problem with that is is that I think people that that self-assessment tends to be negative. And so they think they're so far down in a hole that no ladder is ever going to be long enough to get them out. And that's, and that's not true. Now your, your journey uh, to wherever you want to be, maybe longer. It may be, it may be more difficult than, than the next guys, but, uh, but again, start, start with honesty. And then lastly, I would say, you know, passion for the mission. Um, you, you know, if, if I think on a very real level, and this is true, I found this to be true in business and personally, um, on a very real level, if you do not love what you're doing, then you shouldn't do it. And, and you can't, for any length of, for any meaningful length of time, I don't think you can fake that. You know, there's some things that you can, there's some things that you can just, just do and get into action, but, um, but passion and conversely, lack of passion are both contagious. You know, I look at what you're doing and if you didn't love it, if you didn't have that zeal, if you didn't have that passion for it and you were just in it to turn a quick buck or you, you had these, you know, kind of ulterior motives where you weren't fully invested, then I, I don't think it works, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, having that lack of that lack of passion, I think it, you know, it promotes stagnation and, and lethargy and, and um, yeah, I mean, you owe it to yourself and everybody around you 
that if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you can't get passion now you can create passion you can create that in yourself um again by your perspective and by your mindset you know you can choose to look at your current situation as a world of shit that you can't swim out of or you can choose to look at it as hey there's something i can learn here i can get better here regardless of what it is and and once you get spun up on that right yeah once you get once you get spun up on now it's exciting now you, yeah and you can really dig in um and you know and that's that's the the idea of love as a choice right not right. as an emotion but as a choice and that relationship between love and work the difference between love and infatuation right yes. infatuation is a feeling that happens to you without a conscious choice based on you know, whatever your natural proclivities or your inclination towards a subject. Right. Right. Um, love, which generates the passion for the mission is the work you do and the sacrifices you make while creating and controlling your own positive attitude. And that's, um, you know, that's the foundation, man. When, when infatuation has faded or maybe was simply never present at all, you can build, build that love, build that passion for the mission. And uh, again, man, that's, like I said, one of the things that, that when I when I look at what you're doing, coming out of the adversity, and and uh, you know building building something uh, like you're doing, I, I can see the love, I can see the passion for the mission for for mental health and for bettering people. I think it's great, dude. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm going to go to my brother's birthday luncheon here. Uh, uh, quickly, I want to again thank uh, our sponsor, which is Smoke. Smoking Burgers in the Smoke Tree Village on the corner of East Palm Canyon Drive and Sunrise. They are the best burgers in the desert. They might be the best burgers anywhere. Give them a call. Look them up online. You'll be glad that you did. Spencer, this is the podcast that I really wanted. And next Monday, we'll do it again, and it'll be even better. Yep. So I, I like it. I, I like it. Do we, do we have, a, do we have a, a teaser for the fans listening at home or work? What, do you, what, do you, what topic do you want to hit next week? Next week, you... I, I really want to talk about it, and, and this is a this is a near and dear to me. I'm actually helping. I have some coaching clients that are concerned about their their teenagers, and you, you know, you've got a bunch of them. I've got a bunch of them. Well, I used to have a bunch, but we have we have many children between us, and I think that they are superb young people. I think they're the the leaders of tomorrow, and I think. Uh, I think that to talk about them a little bit and the things we may or may not have done. I mean, I know that my children told me that they wanted certain things and I did everything in my power. I know Tanner wanted to win a state championship in football and we got her done. And then he wanted to wrestle and through many, many trials and tribulations that turned out. Okay. Bella wanted to go to the white house and meet the president. And by golly, she did. Right. She wanted, yeah, to, man. she wanted to get on the food channel and all, I called them a hundred times in 30 days until they finally just said, okay, whatever, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gross, will you stop calling us if we do this for you? So yeah, that and, and a few other things. Um, I, I want to talk about the importance of challenging your children and giving them the tools they need to become mentally tough and not crumble at the first sign of adversity. I like it, man. Looking forward to it. All right, man. As All right, you, brother. Great talking to you as usual. And say hello to everyone in that splendid family of yours. And hopefully we'll see each other in person soon. All right. Roger that. Talk to All you right. on Monday. All right. All right.